Well, happy Halloween, everybody. <laughs> ah, spooky! If you ever stop to think about the many uses we make of light, the everyday things around us, and the less obvious applications. Light is projected through the negative. Well, sadly, the news has not been very good today. The Rooter police Nair was stabbed in the chest by one of his roommates. Accusing him in a scheme to steal millions of dollars from preschoolers with special needs. He said she was dying of cancer. So does any what what are our thoughts on Halloween? Does anybody have any uh, Halloween stories? I'm an atheist, so Halloween's my fucking Christmas. We let it all hang out on Halloween. We did dress the kid up. That used to be one of the things that we used to struggle with on Halloween. Is I always come up with the dopest fucking costume ideas for my son, and he always fight me on that shit every time. And I mean, they were dude. I've had some dope ones with him. How about dopest costume you were not allowed to dress him up as? Um, one year I tried to get him to go as, because he was kind of, he was like younger and in a shape at the time. And I wanted us to go as Patrick Swayze and Chris Farley doing the Chippendales thing. And he, he was like, I don't want to do that. I'm like, it's going to be hilarious. Chris will walk around. Mom will start playing. Everybody working for the weekend. We'll ring doorbell. We'll turn around. Everybody will lose their minds. She's like, he's not comfortable doing it. James, I'm like, I'm fat. I'm the one without my fucking shirt on. Right. Why is he not comfortable with it? It would have killed, but he never did it. When he was a kid, I wanted to dress him up like Batman and me as Robin. Right. That would have been dope. Right. Didn't get to do that because of the, the juxtaposition. The, the size difference between right, you and him. Right, the size difference. That and I would have shorts on and my fat ass hairy legs. And I'd be too fat for the fucking Robin costume and he'd have been Batman. Didn't want to do that one. One year, I took him as Hannibal Lecter. And I rented a goddamn dolly and put him on it. And I dressed up like an orderly mm-hmm. and I fucking pushed him around. I'm like, Christopher, this is going to be the dopest fucking costume anybody's ever seen. He fought me the whole time, like getting on the gurney. He's like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I'm like, Christopher, people are going to lose their fucking minds when they see this shit. I'm like, no, no. We walk up to the first house. The chick opens the door. She's like, oh my God, Larry, get up. You got to come see this. Come here. So he's like, oh my God, that's the coolest shit I've ever seen. So then he's like walking around and people are walking through the neighborhood going like, oh, look at it. People were crossing the street that were walking the other way to take pictures of the costume that I thought up. And still, he, I got no love for that shit. He was like, this is working because I'm selling it. Little shit. <laughs> it's the actor, not the role, he thinks. Fuck him. We did, oh, we did, um, uh, he fought me on this one. We did... Uh, Dr. Frankenstein, the Frankenstein monster in the tuxedos one year. And we were telling him, we're like, when we walk up, let's see him putting on the Ritz. Like, he didn't want to do it. He was, like, fighting it. He's like, no, no, no. That sells it. That's yeah. what sells it. I'm like, okay, whatever. It's fine. But you got to set it up. So, anyways, finally, one of the thing, he was like, oh, would you like to hear my monster sing a song? And everyone's like, oh, yeah, 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 do it. And he did, like, the, fashion fits. I'm like, put it on your 
wasn't like they all lost their fucking minds. Like all the chicks that were in the house were like hooting and hollering. Like all the old people that saw us walking up, they're like, "Oh, dude, you gonna do putting on the reds? You gonna do putting on the reds?" Have the fraternity results, and you, my friend, are the father. Line detector said you were evasive. You haven't seen them in 20 years. They're here to face you now. Welcome to another episode of Keeping It Real with Morty. I'm Morty Anderson. Our guest today is a Horror Hall of Fame member with a record 17 Monster of the Year awards. Truly the Meryl Streep. Of screams. He is the eldest of the Nosferatu, some call him Vlad the Impaler, but we know him as Dracula. <laughs> Count, welcome to the show. Thank you, Morty. I appreciate the chance to promote my new line of skincare products. Remember, just because you feel undead doesn't mean your skin has to look that way. <laughs> Yes, thank you for the samples. For once, Mrs. Anderson is actually going to be happy to see me. Now, Vlad, we aren't just here to talk about your affordable new designer skincare line available in stores near you. There are some people backstage that want to talk to you. I've seen your show. Now come, the foolish souls who wish to confront Dracula. I, who defied death and spat in the face of God himself, the defiled one, let them face me. And I brought my new 20-minute face masks for them all. Dracula face masks. Bring your paws back from the dead. Our next guest is an Oxford University professor with doctorates in parapsychology and demonology. Please welcome to the show Dr. Charles Van Helsing III. <laughs> Van Helsing? This is the best you can do? I have destroyed every member of your family that has stepped in my path. I will wash these floors with your blood. Do you seek to best me in hand-to-hand combat? Because my hands are ready. Thanks to my hand cream, even the oldest hands look young. I, I, um, I mean, your hands do look good. I mean, I'm actually here to promote my new book entitled Too Horrific to Fail, Dracula and the Me Too (laughs) Movement. Available everywhere next Friday. Sounds fascinating. How many people have you hypnotized and seduced? I am but a creature of the night. It is my nature. You are the Bill Cosby of monsters, sir. This is preposterous. I am Dracula. I I am no sprat. I I take what I need. Oh, that's an admission of guilt, Morty. You heard him. You heard him. A shocking turn of events here on The Morty Anderson Show. Your souls will burn. Burn in a bad way. Not like the burning cool relief of Dracula muscle cream. Strong enough to soothe centuries old muscles. Uh, is he really still promoting? I'm going to pick my teeth with your finger bones. Oh, are you going to promote a toothpaste now? No. Our next guest was originally married to Dr. Jonathan Harker, but then seduced by Dracula, Mina Harker. Mina! I crossed oceans. Of time? Yes, I've heard it before. On the way through that time, you ruined my friend Lucy's life. What was that about? I'd like to tell this crowd 
Now that if you look under your seats, you'll find a copy of my new book. And in that book is a small wooden stake. So let's all rise up as one angry mob and stop this unnatural creature. What did I tell you, Van Helsing? Save that crap for Springer. Dracula, what do you say to this Lucy allegation? It happened in my wild years. It was a different time. How could her family be upset when I gave her the gift of eternity? Eternity. The name of my new fragrance, available in stores wherever elegant perfumes are available. You had sex with her as some weird animal thing, you freak, and now she is a furry because of you. You out-of-touch Victorian-age dinosaur! We'll be back after this commercial break, but before we do, we leave you with a live look-in of our next guest, the Count's first wife, Elizabetha. He thinks I'm a reincarnation of that bitch? I look nothing like that hoe. I'm a 10. She's clearly a negative one. When when I hear the word Halloween, the first thing that comes to mind is uh, mass hysteria, really. My I grew up in, uh, in Greenville, Pennsylvania, a very small farm town. And if there was something, so this is before the internet, you know, this is, I was born in 75. And if there was some type of third hand, fourth hand, fifth hand, stupid urban legend rumor, mm. my town believed it. Oh. The administration of my town believed it. <laughs> Halloween got very stupid very quickly. Um, they started posting signs and flyers and all kinds of things. And don't take apples because they all have razor blades in them. By the way, I'll pause my rant for a second. Do you know that the FBI has released an official statement saying there has never once been a recorded case? of a razor blade in any candies or apples or anything like that. It is a complete and total myth based on no facts whatsoever. They also said there was no occult activity in the eighties. There was a flurry of movies about it, but people were insistent that there were cults all over America. You couldn't have asked. Anybody, everyone would have thought they said there's it. no, don't, don't, I don't care what anyone says. They've researched this back and forth. There's no cults. There's none of this shit. No one's doing satanic rituals and blood and sacrificing animals. Okay, I'm so glad that the FBI got on the on top of this thirty some years after I'm done trick or treating. Yeah, good for them. So, th- so what happens is, first of all, the candy starts getting restricted. Then the time starts getting pushed earlier and earlier and earlier, and they start because they I don't know why, but they start panicking. Okay, no trick or treating allowed in Greenville. You know, okay, from all from six to eight. Okay, well it's starting to get dark a little bit. Okay, no, and then it just got to be well. Four to six. Now it's like three in the afternoon to five. Like, it's got to be completely light out. And then they realized, you know what? This is, you know what? I'm just going to say it and I'll let you react. So the thing they did many years ago, and I believe from what I understand, they are definitely still doing because no one remembers why people had this knee-jerk reaction. So it still just keeps existing today that they go early, super early. And when I was a kid, I was part of the first group where they moved the day from trick-or-treating to the day before Halloween to throw off all of the uh, child rapists, serial killers, 
um, razor blade apple putter people in. Yeah, all the terrible things that they knew were going to happen on Halloween, which had never once happened in our town. They moved it a day early to fool them. Was there some sort of secret message that they sent out to people that was telling was in everybody? The newspaper. Or did they just put in a fucking newspaper? Do they think that pedophiles and shit don't read the fucking newspaper? Well, they, those are the out-of-town people that are doing all of this. It couldn't possibly be somebody from our town. No, no. The well, good citizens of Greenville were never perverts. That yeah, you might throw them off for one truckers. year, but then next year the perverts can be all pissed off. Well, I'm going to show up two days later next year. Yep. They ain't pulling it on me this time. Yeah. Here's the other thing that's fucked up. You had to trick-or-treat between three and five? Mm-hmm. So you were trick-or-treating while fucking cartoons were on? Yeah. Right after school. You right. You immediately start. Right. So uh, did you go in your costume that day to school? Um, a lot of times you would, yeah. Um, but, I mean, they didn't move it until it was, like, completely light out until I was probably about 10, 11, 12, and then I kind of... But then a few years ago, I mean, that's when they moved it to where it was, like, stupid early and a different day. Like... I, I don't know. It doesn't make well, any bit of sense. But I always want to say, but to it, it, candy, exactly. And it was so the whole thing is based off of this, off of urban legends and mass hysteria, and then traditions, which are one of my least favorite things in the world, because a tradition is something I define as a thing we do because we don't remember why we do it, and no one ever told us to stop. And so then it's just now just tradition. Well, that's just the way we always did it. And I'd love to just go back one day and go no. It's not the way we always did it. I remember going out until 10 o'clock at night when I was five years old in my little plastic Darth Vader, you know, like the plastic one just with the mask with the little yeah, elastic clean, string and yeah. the little staples. And Couldn't I don't want to do Seinfeld's bit on it. He's got it covered. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> What's uh, up with old costume? The scariest part was getting home and to see if you could get the costume, your winter coat off, the costume off from the outside of your clothes and your other clothes and pee in time before you peed your pants. And um, for me, it was a close call. And for my brother, Ken, it was a little close the other way. Couldn't get that Chewbacca one off. He couldn't get the plastic Chewbacca one off in time. Now that I've met your brother, it warms my heart that he pissed in his own pants. Mm. As Chewbacca. Yes, as Chewbacca. I hope he did the Chewbacca roar as he he pissed himself. (laughs) What a sad (laughs) Wookiee. Hey kids, this Halloween, do you want to be the scariest kid on your block? If you do, ask your parents to buy you a Playco costume. Playco makes the scariest costumes out there. Every kid is going to want a Playco costume. You can be a spooky ghost. Way to go, Tommy. Go trick-or-treat with somebody else. You can be a creepy werewolf. Trick-or-treat! Hey, everybody. Who? Holy shit! Holy shit! Holy shit! What, honey? What's what's wrong? Get my shotgun! Get my shotgun! What do you... Kill it! Kill it! Kill it! Can be a horrifying monster. Hold on, kids. I'm a coming. Trick or treat. Jesus fucking. 
the candy. Yeah! This is Medic Alert. Can you hear me? Make this a Halloween to remember. Make it a Playco Halloween. Under no circumstances shall Playco or its affiliates, partners, suppliers, or licensors be liable for any indirect, incidental, consequential, special, or exemplary damages arising out of or in connection with your wearing of Playco Cosplayco is not responsible for any and all anxiety attacks, panic attacks, triggering events, or full-blown psychosis that may or not have been caused by Playco Cosplayco. Make it a Halloween to remember. Make it a Playco Halloween. WMMG in the morning with DJ Steve. We have the very first interview with Shane and Izzy of the band Hazy Day. After agreeing to a set of questions with their manager and producer Dave Austin. It's great to be here, Steve, and we are excited to get this band back on the road in front of their fans. Shane and Izzy, how have you dealt with your sudden meteoric rise to stardom from your hit song, My Breath on Your Neck, under these very unusual circumstances? It has been a dream come true, really. Uh, We were just playing tiny venues, uh, supporting our EP, when Dave showed up to tell us we were breaking. Um... We've been in seclusion the past 10 months, uh, finishing our double album. We've really put everything into it. We lived and breathed nothing but music, and I really think the fans are going to appreciate the work we put in. You were about to start your first nationwide tour. Tell us what that means to you. Are you worried going back into the public eye, given everything that's happened? What do you mean, everything that's happened? They are excited to give their fans a show they will never forget. Yeah. Let me get through these softball questions. You're about to visit so many cities after your first show tonight. What would you guys say is your favorite city? Uh, I'd have to say it has to be Phoenix, Arizona. You do realize that's where the serial killer struck, right? Uh, do you mind sticking to the prescribed questions? Thanks. Serial killer? Laszlo, the Death Haze, Pennington. Death who? He brutally murdered... 47 people over a six-month period. You had to have heard about this. We've been very busy with the sudden fame and success of our song, My Breath on Your Neck. Uh, We haven't been up on the news, really. Well, you really don't know why your songs become so successful, do you? Yes, very successful. Can we talk about the tour, please? If someone didn't like your song, first he'd chloroform them. This just sounds like made-up movie nonsense. Drag them to his kill room. Alleged kill room? Uh, from the photos, look more like a study? And he would tie them to a folding chair and he'd give them a haircut. That is a thoughtful gesture. Then place headphones over their ears. We have a follow-up single releasing next week. Should we talk about that? And just when the song gets to the bridge... Oh, that is the best part of the song. He strangles them with his dead father's monogrammed handkerchief. Can we cut through a commercial? Your fame and fortune came from morbid curiosity at a a river of blood. It's just a nice song about sharing an intimate hug with your best friend. 47 people have died. That's what we know of. 47 people didn't like our song? I mean, you're worse than Kid Rock. You know what? We've had enough here. Let's go. 47 people had enough. All right, stop abusing my band and play the bloody song. Bloody indeed. And here it is, My Breath on Your Neck by Hazy Day on WMMG in the Morning with DJ Steve.
So let's say we we have a situation like this, and actually, this is uh, the sketch that you just heard. It was uh, Michael Paul Cohn, who is a friend of the show and has been on a couple of voices a couple of times. Thanks, Cohn. He Thanks, told Cone. me about this guy called Dennis Nilsson, who is a Scottish serial killer necrophile. Uh, <clears throat> In the late eighties, uh, late seventies, early eighties, double whammy. Uh, he uh, killed about twelve men, and the the fact that Cone brought up to me was he used to play this song "Oh Superman" by Laurie Anderson to them, and it kind of got me thinking. Then, what? How would I feel if I got famous because somebody did something horrible uh, with one of my songs? And and that's the entire reason I got famous. So. To relate it to you guys, I came up with, let's say you were doing your sets and somebody just, uh, somebody killed a bunch of people in your, in the audience. And because of that, people started watching that taping of your set and actually listened to your material and suddenly you got big from it. But you only got big because uh, a guy shot up your crowd and killed a bunch of people. Like how how would as an artist would you react to that? Be fucking fine with it. I would write really good jokes about people murdering people in my shows. I think I think you'd have to own <laughs> Your it. Your niche. I think I, I think I would have to at least own it once in a while. I don't know if I'd have a get her done type of catchphrase for it, <laughs> <laughs> but I think I think that might be my time Stab to develop them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and y'all uh, ever been too drunk that you couldn't make it home? Stab them, <laughs> right? I mean, you got to make T-shirts out of it. I mean, when life gives you lemons, I mean, you got to take any opportunity you can. Um, you know, you don't want to punch down on the victims, obviously, but I mean, people get shot a lot in in, in America, especially. Um, there are so many mass shootings. I mean, there's more. There's more than one per day, yep. um, and. So, I mean, look, it's going to happen. Some people are in places where mass shooting happens. I mean, okay, so if that happens, I just have to just, I, there's no sign from God. There's no anything. I'm just going to go, okay. I was in a place where that happened. This is a very unique situation, and I'm going to talk about it. That and art is misunderstood all the time. Like, people, like, put fucking songs out, and people think that the song's about something else, that it's not even anything like that. Well, oh yeah, we've had uh, just to let everybody in. So we've we've blocked a couple of people who mm. thought that we were actually being um, pro uh, white nationalists. Yeah, like we were white nationalists and shit. Yeah. what the fuck have we ever said to make anybody think that? We they, portray these characters as stupid, ignorant bumpkins. They're the villains of all of our. Uh, yeah, they well, thought, that and we've never discussed race or white supremacy at any point. Like it's always like drugs or. Or fucking well, like it, murders or shit like it, that. It was our burger commercial. They thought that I think they Patriot uh, Burger. Yeah, Patriot well, which, Burger. <laughs> I, I, I mean, fucking parody, folks. Jesus fucking Christ. As an artist, you can't force it to for people to get what you put out. You you just can put it out there, and people are going to interpret it how they want. And uh, so I thought that was pretty cool. But also, yeah, if somebody did that during one of my sets, I don't know. Hashtag blessed. I mean, what are, I mean, what are the odds? I mean, what are the odds that you're going to do that during a I mean, comedy? I, but if my joke inspired somebody to do that, like somebody took my joke the wrong way yeah. and like started doing something really ignorant because of my joke, like that would be, 
I would just, all I would say is that person was going to take something the wrong way. Right. <laughs> right. I would just write a joke about how stupid that person was that they misunderstood my joke. It would just be like a, an infinity loop. Yeah. Where I just keep going and going and riding off of it and being like, oh, and I could come up with some fucking pretty good shit about somebody that was so stupid they misunderstood a joke that they killed somebody. I could think of a yeah. solid five on that. Yeah, and, and tangentially, some things I would like to see. I would like to see um, people that are like real scumbags that are really in the news for something terrible constantly mention a product that they're not getting paid to endorse. And this person's got to be a real lascivious person, maybe a mass shooter, maybe something, I don't know. And just constantly, you know what? I couldn't have done it without bonkers bubble gum. Bonkers bubblegum is what gave me the clarity to shoot every single one of them motherfuckers, you know, and just keep doing it every time you open your mouth until bonkers bubblegum uh, has to pay you to stop saying their name. I think that would be good. Or take somebody's catchphrase like Larry the Cable Guy and just like if you're mass shooting someone, every time you pick someone off, go, get her done, get her done, pew, get her done. (laughs) Because then he won't be allowed to use it anymore on stage. He'll have to retire it at that point. (laughs) No, I think that that crowd is so good at compartmentalizing something. (laughs) They would just say that this was just a a damn conspiracy from the Clintons to try to silence me. She don't listen to it. Get her done. Yeah, yeah, right. Ain't nobody going to take Larry Cable Guy away from me. I don't give a shit. Get her done. And all the hate-filled, violent videos that would go out of it, they just ignore it. Oh, those people. (laughs) They they see plenty shades of gray. To say goodbye to summer, we leave you with this bad ASMR idea. Dog trapped in hot car. Oh, it is a hot day. It is a hot one out. Oh, got my groceries. Just got to get them home. Get him home to the wife. She's very excited about this ice cream, and I gotta get it right home to her. Is that, uh, what is. Is that a dog in that car? Oh, I mean, maybe I can. Maybe. I don't, should I break the window? Oh, this car could have been out here for five minutes or five hours. I don't even. Let me just kind of give it a little touch. Let me give it a little tap. Oh, yeah, that's. that's is steaming in there. It's got to be at least 120 degrees. That guy, he's not going to make it much longer. I, maybe if I can give her the old elbow, this window will break. I mean, it looks pretty thin. Let me just give it a little, give it a little people's elbow here. My favorite wrestler, The Rock. Let me give it a little elbow here. That, oh, that is firm. That is a firm tempered glass right there. I, I don't know. Maybe I've got like a take my shoe off. Maybe I can use my shoe. I got a nice steel-toed boot on right now. Maybe that'll shatter, shatter this glass. Oh my God, that's not gonna do it. And this little guy, oh my God, he's panting. I mean, we're gonna get through this together. I, oh, I, I'm gonna get him a tire iron or something. I gotta smash this window out. I can't let this dog die. My boy, I, I can't watch a dog die and see it in my eyes every single night. Close my eyes and see this dead dog's face in my vision. Every time I close my eyes and hit the pillow, I get so sad. Alright, I'm gonna smash the shit out of this window and save you, buddy. Oh, oh, there, that seems to be your owner. They got the keys, that's nice. Hey, asshole, what the fuck are you doing leaving your dog in the goddamn hot car? Why would you like it? Oh, you're not even listening to me, you're not even gonna pay attention, you're just gonna walk away. Oh, you're on your cell phone. Oh, yes, your call's very important, sir, absolutely. But you almost killed your fucking dog, you son of a bitch! Oh, oh, yeah, no, 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 yeah, just reverse. I'm gonna stand behind you. I'm just gonna stand right behind you. Go ahead. 
go ahead back into me. I, I got great insurance, you son of a bitch. Oh, you're gonna nudge me. You're gonna nudge. Oh, you're gonna nudge me now. Oh, well, I'm gonna slam. I'm gonna slam your trunk. I'm gonna slam my fist in your trunk. You like that? Slam my fist right in your trunk. Oh, 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 you're gonna keep on back. I'm gonna smash your tail right now. Smash it. Yes. Yes. Oh, I feel invigorated. Oh, you want to get out of the car now? I'm going to fuck you up, you son of a bitch. Oh, daddy's got the tire iron now. Daddy's got the iron. Oh, you're going to taste it. Is it dark in here? Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Did you ever stop to think about the many uses we make of light? The everyday things around us? and the less obvious application. Light is projected through the negative 